episode 46. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. Today we're traveling out west to Los Angeles, California, by way of the UK, to visit with Chaz Castell, an L.A. transplant. He's a singer-songwriter, he's got experience in film, the digital world, video contracts, Warner Brothers, so strap up your seatbelts, and let's go for a ride. Yeah, so it's a delight to have Chaz Castell on the Dharmic Evolution today. Chaz, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, you know, uh, we're we're visiting with Chaz, who is uh, who is a uh, UK um, transplant and now lives in Los Angeles, California. So uh, let's start with that. How was the transition, my friend? Interesting question. Transition was great. I mean. Um I came through, so I basically, about 10 years ago, I went to uh, film school in Boston. So I came through, you know, a kind of university collegiate experience, um, which was great, you know, for living in a different country for the first time. I had that kind of security and I had good friends, had good community. And then in about 2004, I then moved out to LA um, with, you know, with the hopes of always wanting to get into the entertainment industry. That was kind of the reason I really came to the States in the first place. Right. And, um, so I mentioned both because, you know, in Boston, I had a very sort of very easy, you know, kind of easy time and it was really fun and I knew what I was doing. I got to L.A. and, you know, it's that first time when you first get into the workplace and you go, wow, like, what do I do now? But I also had the added um, kind of, you know, challenge of like, wow, I'm in this completely different place now where culture is very different, even to Boston, which I found very kind of European in a lot of ways. Right. Um, so that transition was, was a bit difficult, honestly. Um, and it's, you know, and I've, and I've kind of, you know, obviously made LA my own over, over the last 10 years, but LA is a very different city, I think, than, uh, than most of the most places of, in the States. Yeah. It's, it's different than anywhere else, uh, on the planet. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it is interesting coming from, you know, coming from the East coast and especially in the film world where a lot of people are, you know, the sort of film like. Critics and what have you, a, a specific, a very, a, a kind of a bit, uh, you know, negative about LA and about Hollywood and about kind of what what Hollywood represents and stands for. Um, and so coming to LA, you know, I took all that with a kind of you know grain of salt, and uh, yeah, and and uh, and uh, you know, it just was an interesting, completely different culture again. Because obviously in LA, you know, everything that LA does is brilliant and wonderful. And outside of LA, everything LA does is is not so great and wonderful. Yeah, it's such a melting pot. You know, everybody's from somewhere else. You know, and um, I guess that's why it can be challenging to fit in at times because it's like I don't feel like I fit in. Well, nobody feels that way. You know, <laughs> in LA, yeah. you know, it's so different. Yeah, hey, I think so. I think so. Hey, so tell me about um. So the way you and I got connected actually was through uh, Jessica Malo, who was on the show uh, uh, a while back, and. Um, Jessica actually got referred to me through the Durango Songwriters Conference, and uh, which I had been to several times. And um, Katie Laurel, I think, gave her the um, you know got us connected. So, uh, so it's so great to have you here as both you know a film guy, a music guy, all these projects you're doing. <laughs> so you got. Let's start with um. Let's start with your career and uh, tell me how you got started as a singer songwriter. 
Yeah, so it's been it's been a career that's sort of spanned a, 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 a kind of a long time, at least internally. Um, you know, I've been I've been playing obviously music for for, for a long time in my family and kind of out and what have you. And it's it's only really been in the last um, I guess two or three years or so that I've you know really thought about uh, music as a serious career um, and actually started to you know release material and go out and play live a lot and kind of really hit the ground running in terms of being aggressive with getting getting new fans and signing up new fan bases and you know trying to play out of LA um, so it's always been something that I've done as a kind of hobby I guess kind right. of, you know, between between everything else I'm doing yeah. but I think it, it suddenly hit me like a ton of bricks about two or three years ago around the time I, uh, I met Jessica really um, so I'm sure that was a, that was a catalyst for it. That really, this is something that wow, I think I could probably do pretty well. And uh, you know, obviously, I love doing it. I know I love it, um, and I have the business mind from kind of years of working in in various digital kind of roles. So I felt like I had the all the assets, I guess. You know, so I look at so my assets column. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what you have to do. So when you say you worked in the digital world, like what kind of what kind of experience and backgrounds did you have? Yes, yeah, so I had had. I'd kind of done a lot of things. I mean, I, when I first moved here, I'd run a short film company for a while, and we'd acquired and distributed films for for internet service providers and mobile, you know, UIs. And this was before the iPhone and before you know smartphones. So, kind of video content on mobile phones was was a bit different than it is now. Um, so, you know, we, we'd had that for a couple of years. We'd kind of had a good few contracts around the world. I then worked in kind of mobile content specifically with a number of other companies. I worked for Warner Brothers for for a few years as a project manager, kind of handling you know big uh, big digital products being launched. Um, and then I'm currently now consulting for a number of kind of you know startups and also some some big companies um, to do the same kind of thing really project management of digital products so what what you know what and that, that that enabled me to do in a kind of um a very nice way was to leverage all that experience of knowing how to basically stand up a product right because we're talking about you know even though music is obviously more than a product essentially we still are selling digital products and we're still trying to leverage everything we can to sell that so right so, to, so this yeah. was a good foundation for you for the music business really i mean like you know knowing how to market things and how to how to pull the levers of commerce uh great great foundation no yeah it was fantastic and it was one of those things that you know just kind of hit me again like overnight i just suddenly thought well hang on a second I'm, you know, about to start this career in music. I'm about to start selling my own products. I'm about to start marketing and advertising myself. But I kind of know all this already. And uh, and you know, when thinking about what as a DIY artist or really any kind of indie artist nowadays needs to have, it's that whole sort of you know 360 um, ability to do all the different things, not just write songs and perform and you know, play out and record everything else. It's all of the marketing, all the advertising, all promotions, and then running a team. Right. Which is just overwhelming for a lot of people. Yeah. But I kind of already had that knowledge. In a way, I kind of had everything but the, but the working in the music industry knowledge. Right. Which is an interesting way to come into it. Yeah, right, for sure. Hey, uh, let's take a little listen here to uh, one of Chaz's tracks. Okay, we're going to play So Hard to Love You. Time is 
change our lives Darling, I've said a thousand times Try please to slow down Are you doing the production on that? Yeah, so I, I did a kind of a, a hybrid. So I basically, you know, it was all pretty much DIY. I recorded drums in the studio. Um, I then filled out everything else, bass, you know, piano, strings. I recorded strings here in my studio, uh, my writing studio. Um, I got all the kind of instrument parts laid out, and then I went into a professional studio and recorded vocals and then kind of mixed it in a studio. So the kind of the arrangement, I guess the arrangement, the production was all me. Um, yeah, so it was a, it was a, you know, long time, long time in the making. But I had from a very early, a very early stage, I had kind of exactly what I wanted in my head. Nice job. All right, well, hey, what's your main instrument? So I think my main instrument will probably be the piano. Okay, that's probably the one I enjoy most. Right. So you you were playing all the tracks. You were playing piano and everything on there. Yeah. Nice yeah, job, yeah. man. Very nice Thanks. job. Yeah. Thank now, you. hey, tell me about your brother. Now you worked on a project with your brother, right? Who lives in uh, London? Yeah, so we've been, you know, I guess it's been a, a, a project that's lasted, you know, 30-odd years, as it oh, were. Okay. <laughs> we've been, uh, you know, we've been writing together for a long time, and, and about sort of three or four years ago, we decided, look, let's, let's kind of take the best songs of each of our own projects we've got kind of going on elsewhere, let's put them together um, and create something, something different. And it's, you know, it's just a really lovely experience because, uh, you know, it's the first time we'd ever recorded together, the first time we'd ever created something together you know, having grown up in the same household and knowing each other musically so well, and right. personally so well, it was just wonderful on so many levels to do that. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, uh, so you guys have a track. I'm going to play uh, a little bit of that in just a moment. As a matter of fact, let me just pull this up. Uh, there's a track here um, I want to play. It's called Charcoal. And uh, let's take a little listen to Charcoal and see what see what that tells us about the uh, Castell brothers. <laughs> yeah, man, this is cool. Right. <laughs> Charcoal. 
Okay, we're not getting charcoal for some reason, so uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll we'll just slide on that. So tell me about, hey, Chaz, tell me about what's going on with uh, with uh, Jessica and you, the project. Uh, it's called Malo. Yeah, Malo. Yeah. So, so that's the project. So what's happening with that one right now? Yeah, so we just released our uh, our second EP um, in July called Princess. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, you know, Jessica I told you, it's a sort of pop rock uh, project. Um, Jessica and I are the songwriters, we're the performers. Um, we're playing live around LA at the moment. We've got a you know, number of shows set up for the, for the, last, uh, the last few months of the year. Um, we're looking to do a U.S. Uh, a sort of West Coast, um, kind of smaller West Coast tour in November. Um, so a number of kind of things happening there. We're doing some promotions, you know, we're obviously promoting the EP quite aggressively. Um, we're just doing all the things, you know, all the things that, uh, that kind of bands do really to get, to get their name out there and to get kind of, you know, uh, promotions happening and sales happening. And so and tell me, tell me a little bit about that because I, we have a lot of musicians, um, actually in 20 countries listening to this show. So tell us what is the best approach for a musician today to go out and market his music via social media and so forth. Like what, what are the, um, what's the, uh, give me the reader's digest version. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of bells and whistles to it, but, uh, you know, basically in general, what would you advise? Yeah, that's, I mean, there's a, there's a question in many parts. I think it's, you know, I I think there's no kind of one solution, but you know, in terms of the approach we're taking, I mean, we're doing things on a number of different fronts. So, so I've, I already mentioned that I had, you know, I've kind of got this, this kind of business background. And so I'm setting up, you know, in terms of what we're doing, I'm setting things up in a really, you know, it sounds quite boring, but a kind of really business way. So I'm, you know, we're having objectives per quarter, per month. We're, we're having our daily tasks, our weekly tasks. We're doing all the things that make us take kind of consistent, focused action. Right. So that in a way, we're setting things up as a business from day one. You know, we're like meeting every other day. We're doing writing sessions. We're doing all the things that kind of you need to do to keep things uh, to keep things moving along. But then we're also leveraging, you know, I've got two assistants running social media for me. Right. I've got I've got a PR company that's doing um, doing promotions for me. So there's all these things that you know I know that I know that I'm not great at everything. And like you know, honestly, between you and me, like posting on Twitter every day, I'd rather kill myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. And right. I mean, a lot of people probably think this. You know, that you can you can go down the rabbit hole with so many things, and you just have to at a certain certain point think, okay, well, what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? And, so uh, you like to stay in your genius zone. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the challenges with with artists is that you know we always just we just want to write. Basically, we want to write songs. We want to make great material, um, but there's so much more to be done. So the approach I'm taking, which you know may change in a year or so, is to kind of leverage other relationships I have with experts who know how to do that. Right. Um, because I just you know me at home every day trying to run a social media campaign. I'm not gonna be able to compete with you know a label or a management company i just can't do that right so you do what you can and yeah you, and you do what you, you do what's good for you at this time which which makes sense yeah and you you know you just got to be clever about you know you think like your time is your biggest asset i mean at the moment i'm you know i, I have the luxury of kind of working in a, in a kind of fairly lucrative industry so i'm able to i'm able to kind of pay other people to do things that save me the time and i can spend that time writing music which is a much better use of my time right so um yeah i want to play another one of your tracks here this is called pull me under with Chaz castell check this out 
room is damp and the bed is cold. The air is thick, nothing good can grow. If I follow you down, the earth will swallow me whole. Have to find a way out before it's too late to get home. Can't let you pull me under like it's a game. Can't let you pull me under and lose myself in shame. I won't stand by his side. Heart and life goes up in flames. Can't let. Another great track there, Chaz. Very, very nice. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. So tell me about that one. Tell me about Pull Me Under. What's that all about? Yeah, that's um, so that was kind of the, you know, when I first put this EP together um, and I was thinking about the tone of it and how, how I wanted to, you know, what I wanted to write about. This is the first EP that I'd, you know, kind of written in, in, in the sort of new vein of, of all the things that have been happening in the last year or so in my life and and uh, kind of wanted to, you know, really address some sort of adult themes and kind of mature themes. And right. Pull Me Under was one that, you know, for me was was about moving from, you know, moving from the kind of the despair or the, I guess, the, the sadness of the first two songs on the album, which is about a relationship that was going through difficult times, to then kind of looking forward to the future and looking forward to the, the happiness. And, you know, the album's called Take a Breath. Okay. And one of the themes is about, you know, how to how to sort of stop, you know, get yourself on top of the, on top of the wave and not be pulled under. And right. How to, uh, you know, how to kind of come up on top. Right, right. Hey, um, also tell me the transition from, uh, from the UK to LA. Obviously the weather's probably a little more agreeable with you or <laughs> just a little bit. You, you, yeah, get, you sold I, your I raincoat say. or what? I should say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about now? How is this working with your brother? Like, you guys are, uh, you guys are still working together, right? Obviously, you got this new new thing out. So, are you just working via via internet, or are you getting a chance to go back 
to the UK or does he visit you? Or how is that? How does that develop? That yeah, that's a really timely question because we were just having this conversation the other day. I mean, it's it's really you know. Well, I'm very clairvoyant, Chaz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you know when we're together, we obviously move things on that much further. So we can put a track, we can put some tracks down, we can go in the studio together, and we just have that obviously on a on a holistic level. It's just that that much better to write together physically. Right. Um, but, you know, we're doing a lot, you know, through FTP and through kind of phone calls and, you know, he'll send me a track. I'll put some guitar down, some bass down, some drums down. We'll then kind of, it'll go back and forwards, you know, we'll, we'll upload it to each other. So, um, you know, we're kind of doing it again, a sort of hybrid of both. But definitely, you know, if, if I could, uh, if I could choose, I'd move everyone out here. Right, and right. We'd be here, we'd be here writing every day. Yeah, it's, it's probably more of a... a- consistent musical vibe i would think in in la um and correct me if i'm wrong tell me about the um tell me about the music scene in london what's happening there man yeah it's a good question i mean i'm probably not the best person to ask now having been away for you know just over a decade right Um, I mean, it's always been, you know, there's always an energy level, probably like New York, I should imagine, whenever I'm, you know, back in London, there's always a real energy and a real buzz, and there's always great new music happening. Right. I mean, we were in, uh, I don't know, just a silly example, we were getting the plane back from Heathrow, uh, the airport there, and um, there was just this amazing uh, guitarist playing, and he was hands down as good as anyone you'd hear, but he was just kind of busking in Heathrow, and there's just a, a quality level that is just... To know it's so refreshing to see. You know, you, you hear so many, you hear so many great musicians playing, and uh, you think like, wow, why are they not on the radio? They're just so brilliant. And right. I always get that when I go back to the UK. I always come back with about five or six bands that are just phenomenal that have got my mind racing. Yeah, I mean, I ha- I have that experience on this show all the time because. Uh, you know, it being in 20 countries now, I, I've had the experience of just witnessing just incredible talent uh, just everywhere, you know, and uh, there's more, I think there's more talent than there are uh, sources to get it out there. So, uh, but, you know, you got to keep on creating. That's the whole thing as a, as a musician and a songwriter. So, so tell me, what are you excited about that's going on uh, the rest of this year? What, like, what are you really looking forward to? You've got the project with your brother and uh, the, the Malo uh, project and your solo project. So how are you balancing that and, and what's the hottest thing for you right now? Yeah, I think, you know, the thing that has the most um, kind of energy behind it at the moment in terms of, you know, our own our own time and and, uh, and also just the best reaction we've got at the moment is the Malo project. I mean, that's definitely, we're standing that up, that's getting good feedback, we're, we're kind of moving on that quite a, quite a lot, we're playing, you know, a number of shows, we've been doing a lot of, you know, kind of local events here in LA, we're going to say we're going to, be, we're going to start touring the West Coast uh, end of the year, um, so there's definitely a lot of heat going on there, which is great. Um, the Chas Castell, I'm going to have a single out before the end of the year, um, which I'm really excited about. I just, um, we actually just went to, we went to France, a place called Biot in southern France, and I did some writing there, which was just amazing to be in this, you know, medieval French village and writing songs. Um, so that was, you know, that's that's great. We've got new material there. Um, and then the project with my brother, of course, as you mentioned, that's kind of, you know, that's taking more of a backseat at the moment, but that's there. It's just this lovely this lovely project that is just, there's no real <clears throat> kind of time, like gun against our head with that. Right. So it's just there is this lovely thing we're doing kind of as and when we can get to it and as and when we have the, you know, energy and ability to uh, to put our efforts into that. Yeah. Um, While we're talking about that, let's take another swing and, and let's play, um, let's play charcoal here. 
will carry me to your house My mind will not recognize the stop signs, no And I know that you care for me You said so, you said so You're stoking the fire now Your charcoal, yeah It's not the same as it used to be My boots now hang from the wall Yeah, it's not the same as it used to be at all And the bells still chime in the chapel And the dogs still bark in the cage And the embers of love have been glowing for what feels like an age. My legs will carry me to your house. Recognize the stop signs No Cause it's not the same as it used to be Tell me about that track Tell me about Charcoal um, How you guys came up with it And the concept And what it's all about Yeah, so um, Yeah, I mean you know, it was it was it was a, a really lovely um, mix of you know my brother started the song. I came in, I kind of orchestrated the song. Um, we worked on the lyrics together, and then the, 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 you know one of the reasons I, I kind of sent that you know to be to to, to, to you for to listen to because so there's a there's a there's a lot of orchestration going on there, and I kind of ran away a little bit myself with you know I came up with a guitar line. And then at the end of the piece, kind of recorded a whole sort of string section just around that one little guitar riff. Right. Um, that was just, you know, it was one of those things that I just did for fun, really. And I'd never recorded MIDI before. And in fact, it wasn't even MIDI. I just used my old kind of Casio audio out to kind of double track string parts. Um, so it was really done you know, for fun, pretty much. Right. Um, and But I that with this kind of orchestral piece at the end of the song um that was just you know kind of everyone i've played it to has just kind of blown their mind and uh you know it's one of the things that i look back on i'm just so proud of having done that and having kind of gone the extra mile i thought you know what i'll just spend an extra you know a few weeks or so doing this and just see what happens because it's fun and, and it came out being amazing so to me it's a it's kind of a reminder that you know so many things we think oh we don't have time to do this or we you know not sure where this, where, where this will go if we just do it it actually turns out being pretty good <laughs> surprise surprise right they're always the best you know you just get that turn that happens and say wow i never expected this to happen yeah sometimes yeah, you get the best best creativity that way though yeah and the, and you have this all the time in songwriting i mean you know someone will throw out an idea i mean jessica and i were writing a song this week and she threw out an idea that had nothing really to do with anything and we started googling what she was saying but suddenly it linked in a weird way to the song and we changed the song the lyric to be about this thing and it just fit perfectly yeah hey um tell me about um your your experiences when you went to uh, boston university uh with film and did you at that time feel like you know, music was not on the horizon, that you were just focused on film and music was kind of the sidebar. Like, how did things, you know, 
come through this transition to where you are now? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I'd come, you know, I'd come to the US really to get involved in film and to direct. Right. And, uh, you know, I went to Boston University. There's a number of kind of factors into my thinking. One was, you know, it was obviously closer to home. It was a very European city. It was it was a shorter course than most other places. I got into USC out here and kind of looked at what it would need to, what would need to happen for me to come to California and buy a car and everything else. And it just felt so overwhelming. Um, and, uh, you know, so Boston University was, was, was awesome in so many ways. And I really made a great family of friends, you know, we're going around just shooting short films right. all the time, which is just sounds like some kind of fun eighties movie, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, right. For sure. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, you know, at the time music definitely was, was kind of a hobby and I was, you know, I was still playing my guitar and I was still writing and it was, it was around that time when I was starting to kind of lay down the first tracks of, what, I, what would then become the Castell Brothers. Right. So in a weird way, being in that environment of creativity was allowing me to kind of flex my muscles in other realms as well. Right, right. Hey, talk about uh, performance for me, will you please? Um, let us know, like, how are you going out right now um, and balancing the three projects? Um, yeah, you mentioned the Malo project is probably the hot one right now. So are you, do you guys planning a tour? Are you planning local, regional tours, clubs? What, what's going to happen with that? Yeah, so it's kind of an all of the above strategy, honestly, for, for our live, kind of our live, uh, our live approach. I mean, we're doing, you know, we're, we're going to start doing a couple of free shows a month, um, you know, a paid show a month, and, and really to kind of, you know, to build the fan base um, to, you know, and then play outside of LA. We're doing a, a kind of mini West Coast tour in November. Um, it, it, again, it's all of, it all feeds into, you know, this kind of live as a piece. I see, I see sort of the live approach as a piece of the, the whole sort of pie. You know, it feeds into everything. So your promotions feeds into your social media. Everything is kind of, you know, touches upon each other. So we're doing, yeah, we're doing, you know, we're playing out of LA. We're doing some free shows. We're doing some paid shows. We're doing some house concerts. And we're doing some live streaming. And it's, as you said, very much the Malo, you know, the Malo project. Right. Um, that is is kind of the one that's forefront, and then I'm doing some kind of Chas Castell projects. Really, as a you know, as a kind of passion project for me. So I'm kind of getting my friends out. I'm putting on some concerts, and again, it's it's like it's that sort of thing of thinking. Well, this is really fun to do, and I'd love to do it. And let's just see what happens. You know, let's go and do something that's really fun, and hopefully that will open other doors. Because it, you know, you, you tend to get other opportunities when you're not really looking for it, and when you're just kind of following following what you love doing. Right. Hey, tell me, uh, give us your pearls of wisdom for uh, musicians trying to make a living uh, at their passions. Um, delivery systems, what's hot? CDs are really tough to sell. Um, it, you know, I think that live is probably a better better place. Do you have any take on this? What's your What's your prophecy here my friend yeah i think that's a good question um if i wish you know i wish i had the answer um, yeah <laughs> but as much as i as much as i kind of you know in terms of what i'm doing i mean i think you know i think it's about as a musician or an artist it's about creating in today's world where there's so much music there's so much film there's so much noise out there um you know a lot of great noise right it's about creating i think multiple revenue streams so that you can, you know, let's say you like your teaching. I mean, if you're, you know, you're a guitar teacher or you're a piano teacher, I'm, I'm actually teaching um, a course on project management for musicians, which is uh, essentially leveraging all of my kind of professional experience with companies like Warner Brothers in launching digital products. 
and teaching musicians how to basically map that same kind of skill set onto their musical career. So I found a way to, to kind of leverage that professional background to create a revenue stream for myself in the world of music. Right. Great. Um, so I think it's about doing things like that and just thinking outside the box in terms of, you know, obviously we want to be selling music as much as we can. We want to be touring, we want to be playing live, but it's really tough. And uh, obviously it's, you know, the time is the time is the common factor. You know, you do things for long enough, things will happen, but how do you float yourself until those things happen? Right. So it's about thinking outside the box and thinking what other things there are to create revenue within, within the world of music. Right. So you heard it, people. Get busy. Get on your socials. <laughs> what, about, <laughs> what about Periscope? Are you into it yet? You know what? It's interesting. Actually, um, we just, Jessica and I met this week and uh, kind of one of her tasks was to start doing Periscope. So uh, I'll check in with her today and see where she is on that. Yeah, yeah. From all I've I researched, it's, uh, it's supposed to be a very hot uh, platform coming up. Hey, uh, speaking of the good times, let's take a listen to Chaz Castell in Good Times. track good times tell us about that one how how did you do that one with production who was in on that one is it all Chaz? yeah it's pretty much all me i got um i mean i got a friend of mine to play lead guitar at the end there um, right i had a i had a really specific idea of what i wanted um you know kind of a stonesy vibe for the, for the track right and uh you know so i got a guy great guitarist um to come in and, and lay down a lead part and he just kind of knocked it out in one take so it was you know, it was a really, really, that was a pretty of all the tracks. That was the most fun one to uh, to record. 
Right. And what's your writing um, uh, schedule, Chaz? Do you try to write every day or just whenever you get time? How does that work for you? Scheduled? Yeah, I wish. I mean, this is the challenge, right? With, right. with uh, you know, we're doing lots of other things as a musician, as a DIY musician. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a lot better about scheduling, you know, making sure I do maybe once every other day. Um, but it is, it is difficult. And I think it's, you know, I think that a lot of people face is, there's a phrase which is, uh, you know, you don't want to kill the goose, right? Which is you don't want to, there's a story about a farmer who finds the goose has a golden egg and they end up, uh, they end up basically taking all the golden eggs and uh, the father, the, the goose lays and the, and the goose dies. And right. So you're essentially your production capacity dies. So there's that phrase, you, you know, you want to keep writing because that's your production capacity. Yeah, get um, get that goose a nice feathered bed, you know, <laughs> give him a shower or whatever the hell he wants. Exactly, yeah, totally. That, that's your moneymaker. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, as we're winding down here now, I want to ask you, what's the best place that people can fa- find out about Chaz Castell? What's the best place to go where people want to buy your music, uh, hear about you, learn about your schedules? Uh, you got website, best place for you? Yeah, so the website, yeah, it's Chas Castell, C H A S C A S T E L L dot com, Chascastel dot com. Um, all the music's up there, all the kind of current news. I've started blogging about um, you know, media that's changed my life, which is a great kind of trip down memory lane for me of all the great books and TV shows and music that I've loved throughout the years. Twitter is um twitter.com slash chascastell again, C H A S. C-A-S-T-E-L-L Facebook.com slash Chaz Castell I'm Chaz Castell on Instagram um, I've kind of got the monopoly on the Chaz Castell URLs I think Good man, you got it all <laughs> locked down It's important for branding and by, and by the way, speaking of branding The website looks great I see that you looks like you have a Hammond B3 on that Is that correct? Yeah, so we're playing nice. so on good times. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a beautiful, beautiful uh, instrument. The B three man, it's yeah. it, it went away for a while, but it's back. It's back yeah. with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, brother, it was a wonderful trip down. Uh, uh, down the road from the UK to LA. I enjoyed all of it, and thank you for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution, Chaz Castell. Awesome, my pleasure. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. There we go, another fine Brit. Love that guy, Chaz Castell, man. He's got it all going on. Uh, Love the entrepreneurial spirit of that man. So hard to love you. Pull me under. Charcoal in good times. So check out Chaz on the show notes. You can find out all about all the links to get to him. And please swing over to dharmicevolution.com for all the content with bios, photos, links, images, and videos. And don't forget, the download is free. But the content, it's priceless. Coming up this Sunday, the 20th, Laramie Cooley from Albuquerque, New Mexico. This lady has the voice of an angel, and she'll be on the show to talk film, music, Ireland, Johnny Depp, and lots more. So please tune into that one as well. Thanks for joining me today on Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. Until we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, or I'll see you from the stage.
Let's do it.